Dreamers Welcome Podcast, we in the building right now, uh, CEO Peso, I'm blessed and highly favored, I appreciate y'all tuning in, man, I got a guy in here that um, I really forgot how I met him, I guess it was just through like social media, whatever case it is, but he's highly respected, uh, he's somebody that, you know, just through his ventures of what he chose to do and how he chose choose to do things, I, 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 I admire it, I don't, I got two contacts for your name. So what do you go by? Supreme or Supreme? Okay. Yes, sir. <laughs> so Supreme. we got Supreme in the building. Absolutely. I just want to throw the government out, but yo, Supreme, I just want to say, man, thank you for coming to my platform. We've been trying to set this up for a long time. Mm-hmm. And uh thank you, bro. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Yes, Absolutely. sir. You already know. All right, man. So Jimmy's Welcome Podcast. Uh, if you're not familiar with it, it's basically just like um I like people to come on here and just talk about you know, difficulties in what they chose to do and how it's working out for them. And it's really not like a, it's not a thing of like, did you make it or not? It's just more so like why you chose to do what you're doing and how mm-hmm. it's going. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So yes, sir. I think that's very important for people to hear that. And, you know, I don't know how many barbers is going to tune into this or people that going to choose to be barbers, but mm-hmm. I feel like you got gems to drop. So shit, let's talk about it. Uh, okay. Uh, well, 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 first, first, first. Uh, that was my introduction. But let me get your background. Yes, sir. Um, for people who don't know who you are, let's get a little introduction to who you are, where you from, and your upbringing. All right. My name, government, I should say, Sean Wilson, a.k.a. Supreme. Uh, I'm a barber, been in the barber game, i say, 30-plus years now. Uh, I'm from Dayton, Ohio, technically, but I went to school in Huber Heights at Wayne High School, came mm-hmm. out in 89. Uh, I was cutting in high school, seventh, eighth grade, doing a football team, you know, $2 here, $3 there, <clears throat> excuse me, I used to cut at home also, my dad would let me cut, I had to pay him every cut, you know, using his electricity, you know how that go. That's, yeah, uh, yeah, the bill going up. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. So I had, he had to take care of him also, uh, but I always cut hair, you know, since I was 13 years old, it was just something I picked up. Because uh, we had so many boys in the family, six of us total, five boys, one girl. Uh, so I was cutting their hair, cutting my hair, cutting the football team's hair. So it was all natural for me, for real. Uh, graduated from high school. I always wanted to be a barber, but I didn't delve right into it after high school. Okay, okay, I'm going to cut you off right there. Yes, sir. Now we, di- we you diving in super deep. Yes, sir. <laughs> so, so, all right, so going back into the, into the day, like, all right, you was raised up in the household to where – you know, electricity matter and everything. Yes, sir. So, at what point of age did you feel like, all right, pick up some clippers and let me, let me get my shit right? Uh, I would say probably around 11, 12 years old. What's the reason for it? Because it was six, it was five boys. Uh, money was tight. You know, we couldn't afford to go to the barbershop every week. Uh, I picked them up and I said, hey, let me go ahead and try this. A little five, cheap pair. Five random people? No, five. I got five oh, brothers. In the family. Yeah, in yeah. the family. It's six of us total, five boys, one girl. Yeah, right, right, right. So you chose to just go and be like, all right. Yeah. Respectfully, like, this yeah. shit is getting old. Yeah. I'm about to learn how to do this shit. You Absolutely. Didn't, you Mon- didn't like. It was a money thing okay, at the end but, of the day. Well, okay. So, so uh, you, you're you an elder person, yeah, by the way. Yeah, yeah. So back in that time, like, was it that? How 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 strict was it to just get cuts? Like, was it like weekly? Like, how, how we how we define haircuts now? Yeah, it's yeah. like niggas is on the time stream. Right, like niggas right. like making appointments. Like nigga, I'm you're here right. every Tuesday for the next two weeks. You're right. It so, wasn't that structured. Okay. 
it was just a thing where, you know, five boys running around the house, nappy heads. Uh, we always wanted to look a certain way. I mean, that's still up until now. You want to look a certain way. You want to look presentable. You want to look like you, you came from something because we live in the Huber Heights, predominantly white neighborhood. Right. And this is back. What tell me in the eight, early 70s, 80s. Huber back in the early 70s, 80s, what? Predominantly white. Yeah, predominantly white. And the black like people Charlotte. was yeah, the black yeah. people was the people that played the sports. You right. know, the tokens, if you will. Yeah. So <laughs> the niggas uh, that's gonna make it. Out. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> okay, okay. Exactly. They didn't like us, but they used us very well. Absolutely. Yeah. So you, you know, know how that is. You, know, you gotta so, put the stamp on it. No. Even with that, ain't nothing changed. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so uh yeah, it was most likely that uh and like I said, six kids in the family. We didn't have money like that. We always also wanted the name brand. A lot of stuff ain't really changed. The brands have changed. But the the purpose of you know wanting to look a certain way, look like you got something, is still there. Yeah, presentable. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, look apart to exactly whatever you're doing. Exactly. So right. and that's what it was. We wanted to look a certain way, and we couldn't afford to get haircuts all the time. You know, we had people. I had a uh, one of my dad's friends would buy me buy me shoes for school. You know, because it was hard out there. You know, it was expensive. It was just one of the things where we made enough just to make it. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. So 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 going into that. Um, it sounded like, okay, you had a a full household. And then, like you said, like, you know, your people's is working twice as hard to get mm-hmm. it done. Absolutely. So how big of that was the motivation for you to be like, all right, man, I got to figure something out? Major motivation. Now, at a young age, uh, I don't know mentally if I actually realized it at that time, but I know I didn't want to continue not being able to get what I wanted to get when I wanted it. Yeah. So I think I mentally, as I grew older, I just say, you know, I got to, in order to get something, you got to work hard to get it. Yeah. Yo, it's crazy you say that and you just spark like something right now. I remember, um, like you said, at the time we don't, I don't think we know what we doing or exactly. to do, but exactly. we just happen to do it. Exactly. And I remember, um, that's when like CD burners and, you know, Napster and mm-hmm. all that shit came out. And I remember like going like, all right, I'm about to sell some CDs and then go to TNT Fashions. Yeah. That's when I was in Trywood and, you know, buy some shit. Though. Yep. So, you know, yep. it just turns into a, a, a unfortunate hustle. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it, it, you know what you want, but it's like, all right, well, shit, got to get the money. For exactly. It. All right. So you said you was doing um, shit, two or three dollar haircuts. Yep. Explain the process of like. Why you started doing that, and then how did what did it turn into? Well, initially, I was like I said, cutting at home, cutting my brothers, you know, for free, just to make us ourselves look presentable. Then it transitioned into school, you know, and I played football, so I got around. I was cutting hair. Oh yeah, (laughs) it got around. I was cutting hair, so I would cut, uh, either go to their house and cut their hair, or cut in the football uh, locker room. And you know, I was only charging two or three dollars. You know, that's that's basically was like. The rate, if you will, and it just cutting bootleg cuts, if you will, back then. But how did you even learn how to cut? I'll be, I have, I have no, no, no idea. No, 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 because you came up in the time frame where YouTube wasn't around. Yes, you are. Like even either you got a mentor or you you going through trial and error. So which one was it? It was trial and error, and my hands is blessed from a God. That's that's I ain't gonna lie. That's Shout what it was. It was trial and error because I'm very artistic. Anyway, absolutely. I can draw. I can, you know, I was, I got best dressed in school, you know, every year. So it's one of the things I think some of the stuff is, you know, naturally, you know, it was there. Put into me, yeah. You embraced it, exactly. Yeah. So all right. So with doing all of this at, at this time frame, did the buzz 
come around? Like, was you just like the, the go-to guy? Or? Yes, the buzz came around. It got it got basically into the school systems first, and that's really all I needed at that point in time. I would cut my dad's hair. Oh, oh, oh wait, 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 wait a minute! You go into the school systems. Yeah. So you started getting diverse with like just yeah. not where you was going to school at. Exactly. Okay. A- answer me this real quick. Who picked up on you was like doing your shit good at first? Your peoples or just the people around you? I would say my people's because it was like I said, like dad and them. Yeah, my dad, brothers. Yeah. yeah. So if my brothers go to school, they are gonna see their hair. You know, if we go into two different schools, somebody at their school gonna see their hair. Oh. And then now, now you know. Okay, who cut your hair? Yeah. Sean, my brother, who cut your hair? You know, and that's how it happened. A different type. Yeah. Word of mouth is still the best advertisement. Not, but you know, it's crazy. Like getting into what we do. Like I don't like you say. Like you don't realize you was doing, but the marketing you was doing was like, well, shit. If I cut their hair. You hitting all age demographics at that time. Exactly. Yeah. Not even thinking it. All yeah. I'm doing is cutting hair and trying to make a little money. Yeah. So, okay. So, it came with, okay, just trying to make some money, but when did the passion develop? I think the passion developed, uh, I would say maybe 14, 15 years old. Because even with cutting hair, they also had, like, we had summer programs where we worked, like, summer jobs. Yeah. Like, in the school or something like that, clean up all summer. And it just wasn't, I felt like it wasn't enough and it wasn't nothing that was going to, carry me once I get older. You know, when you start getting in junior high, high school, you start thinking like, what am I going to do when I graduate? Yeah. So I was, that's the first thing that kind of came to mind. I know how to cut hair. So my whole thing, when I got of age and started the mindset of what I'm going to do when I get done with school is cutting hair. I'm going to go to barber college. So I think the passion developed in between maybe 13 and 15. Yeah. All right. So I, I used to get cut um, by my homie that was in barber college. Mm-hmm. Shouts out to Biko. And, um, that's a, that's a that's a rough stage, man, because yeah. it's the hours you got to put in. So, because you got people that, you know, they they give up or they, you know, they set up, like, uh, home shops and shit mm-hmm, like that, knowing, mm-hmm. thinking they know, they know what they're doing. Yep. But the significance of Barber College and you putting in them hours, how would you say that affected you? The significance of Barber College and the hours is, is major. It basically honed my skills that I thought I already had. Right, you know, I, I was cutting a certain way. I was doing stuff that people like, but when I went to barber college, it opened up a whole new world. You know, I wasn't using the razor before I went to barber college, and you cutting white people. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so, you cutting all different ethnicities. Yeah, then. yeah, you got black, you got white, you got you know African, you got this. All those different backgrounds have different hair textures. Yeah, every single one of them. And like I said, I wasn't doing the razor at home. I never did the razor until I went to barber college. Never. So that opened up a whole new level. Of preciseness. Yeah. So, uh, and then, as I said, you cutting, I'm cutting on a regular basis rather than cutting one or two heads a week or one or two heads a day versus, you know, at the barber college, you cutting every day, all day. Yeah, like, it's it's a shift. It's yeah. Like a, but the crazy part is why I respect barber so much and I respect tipping barber so much is because, like, when my nigga, um, had, he was cutting me at his barber college, I don't think I could even pay him. I think I had to tip him. Yeah, you only could tip. Yeah, but then, but then when I, when he, you know, he finalized and got through, mm-hmm. it, it was like, all right, you deserve like, I mean, you deserve it's like forty or fifty. Like, yeah, it, yeah. It, you know what I mean? So it, it, it's a crazy range of like how it is. You know, barbers down there get look like waiters in a sense. Yeah, it's like nah, like, but I, but you, you definitely like created like your own brand to where. You know how I see it, like shit. You, Appreciate you, it. You get what you deserve. So, um, at the barber college, um, 
because right now you own your own shop, which is these cuts, which is located in the trot wood. Y'all can look it up. We're gonna talk about how you can't create that name later. Okay. But, um, after barber college, you bouncing around, finding your place, and you were still in Dayton, right? Mm-hmm. So explain from the time frame of like getting out of barber college, what was next for you? Well, when I graduated from barber college, um, initially I was looking for a shop to go to right out of barber college. I didn't find nowhere initially, but I had a friend of mine that was already had graduated before me mm-hmm. and he had already went to a shop. So he uh, got a hold of me and said, Hey, we got an opening coming up. So I went up there. That barbershop was called quick cuts on main street, North main street. Okay. And that was like my first barber experience in a shop, professional shop after barber college. And what, what was the difference? The like, difference between like coming from com, coming from the Academy of like, you know, the barber teaching, mm-hmm. and like getting taught everything. To now you um you know you just back now you raising your prices mm-hmm. you putting a stamp on it mm-hmm. how do you brand yourself as like nigga I'm the I'm the go to it's one of them things where you got it all that time you put in at school it's time to put in for real because you don't have nobody teaching you no more right. you don't have nobody staying on you it's all about you planting the seed in yourself now so it was a it was a great opportunity I went to a shop that was already uh, established so mm-hmm. that helped me a lot they had uh, walk ins. That came in, which helped me build my clientele. So putting my my time in, put my stamp in, and creating Supreme the Barber versus just Supreme. Right. What do you appreciate about what you do? What, what's the every aspect of it? My 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 thing I appreciate the most is the clients because you know I'm a type of person. I come from a background of cracking on people, and I. <laughs> And we do you're that. A comedian. You're, we do that daily. You a comedian, bro? Oh, it's it's if a daily you thing. If you ever go to these cuts, man, I'm telling you, bro, it's gonna be a fucking experience. I gotta, I got, I was getting a haircut and getting interviewed at the same time. Hey, it's a daily <laughs> thing, man. It's it's so much fun. You know, like I said, I can't, I can't see myself never not doing haircutting or being in a barbershop. It's just too much fun. Nah, but you know what it is though? Like I was just telling my homie that the other day. It was like, man, a lot of things now is the experience of how we mm-hmm. came up. Mm-hmm. So like when. Young people come to these cuts. It's like it's yeah. an experience. Yeah. They're gonna get grilled. They're gonna Absolutely. walk out feeling awkward. They're Absol- gonna come well, in feeling awkward. It's just a thing. It's a family affair, man. So it's one of them things where you also you still got to put your time in, be professional, but you still can have fun at the same time. Yeah. So the transition from being a, a person that's just like you know you, you paying boofer and everything like mm-hmm. that to actually starting your own business, like this is what I'm doing because. Mm-hmm. Uh, DCB, how did that start? Well, DCB, initially I had a partner. Uh, this is after the quick cut situation. I had uh, went to a different shop, which is called, um, it was on Philadelphia. It's been a long time ago, so forgive me if I can't remember the name. It's all good. Uh, it's all good. <laughs> it, it popped right in my head. They'll Google it. They'll okay, know. yeah, just Google it. If but you yeah, know, you know. Yeah, if you know, you know. <laughs> yeah. I went to a different shop. Uh, that didn't work out. Went there for a few years. It was a, a transitioning owner, so that's basically you know what happened. So at that point in time, I was left with a decision to make. Am I going to go somewhere else? Am I going to go ahead and plant a seed in myself and allow that to grow? So uh, I went out looking around, actually for another shop to cut at, and found a shop to actually rent Yeah. in a shopping center. So uh, that was that. that's where DCB was born. Uh, in Trotwood, um, twenty five seventy eight Shiloh Springs in Trotwood, probably about ten eleven years ago. That's where it was born at. Word. 
You remember the um the feeling you had of like making that transition of like oh. you, you can do more. You remember that? That feeling was yes, I do. That feeling was phenomenal. You know, because at the end of the day, I'm stepping out on faith. I don't know if I can afford rent, regular rent versus booth rent. You know, because that's two different things. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, it's two different things, and uh, you know, the the, the Lord work it out. I'm not. Y'all might get tired of me talking about the Lord, but hey, I, I can't. I can't even mention the story without putting his name in it. So at the end of the day, um, I went ahead and did that. I had a partner at the time. We uh, put our monies together, got the place presentable for what we were, uh, our vision. Uh, it came to fruition. Absolutely. So for the uh, entrepreneur aspect of it, um, like because like starting a shop and then creating a brand, I mean, from from how you got presented into it, I'm like, you know, just shit, a household full of niggas that need haircuts, mm-hmm. respectfully. Um, you know, you 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 created something, but did you ever have any self doubt in between the whole thing of like like trying like getting it together? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, most definitely. That's always a situation where you have I me personally have self doubt because, you know, finances is always a major thing to to planting a seed and creating something and hoping it grow, so you can continue to grow. I mean, it's just it is what it is. But uh, but a lot of people give up in the, in the middle of like when yeah, it, when it ain't looking. When you when you got the building and created DCB, I'm pretty sure it wasn't like people just waiting in line. Oh no, no, it wasn't like that at all. It was just one of them things where you planted the seed, you pray and hope everything works out, and if it don't work out, you stay the course until it does. Yeah. So what make so. Question that you might think of. Mm-hmm. I'm on my Joe Rogan shit, by the way. I know, <laughs> but nah. But what makes you different from other for other barbershops? What makes DCB different from other barbershops is that we appreciate our clients. We keep it professional. Uh, we to everything is done in a timely manner. We're presentable. We're clean. Uh, I think a lot of a lot of other barbershops, no matter where they are, the vision. I think. It's different. And I'm looking at when I created the barbershop, I created it as a client versus an owner. Ooh, nice. You know what I'm saying? So Absolutely. I'm, yeah. I like that. Yeah. I've yeah, heard, yeah. As a client, as, as an owner. So from the, from the consumer's eye, what would you like? What, what, exactly. What, what would your experience be coming in? Exactly. This is what this, nice. If I'm coming in here getting a haircut, this is what I want to see. Yeah. This is what I want. I want a barbershop that I don't want to just cut the dad. I don't want to just cut the son. I want your mom, I want your daughter, I want your son, I want your father, everybody come here. I want a family atmosphere so that way when parents come and drop their kids off, they don't feel like, hey, their, their kid is in danger. They don't feel like their daughter's in danger. They know we have created a situation where they can feel comfortable dropping their kid off or they can come in here without worrying, hearing a bunch of cussing, everything smelling like this, smelling like that. Yeah. At the end of the day, don't get me wrong, there's room for all that, yeah. but my yeah. vision was to make it where that wasn't a nest, uh a problem for anybody. The the that first impression is best exactly. impression, pretty much. Exactly. Totally understand. So so you going into um <clears throat> excuse me, um the people that you have involved in um like I was talking to you earlier mm-hmm. like so your wife is involved too and mm-hmm. she does hair she she's a she barber a and braids right right so she yeah. do both yeah with all due respect but yeah but yeah so um so tying that in with with both of y'all, like, was this something that she was already doing too? Or y'all just like, but like, oh damn, like you do the same thing I do. And you know, well, actually I met my wife in barber college. 
Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> yep. interesting. I met her in barber college. Initially, I was at a barbershop. She was at a barbershop. We had no plans to work together. None at all. How that came about was she was working at a shop. It wasn't to her liking. Uh, it just wasn't the atmosphere wasn't conducive to what she was trying to present to her clients. Right. So when we was in the smaller building, she wanted to come up there and cut with us. I uh, had a, a room that was separated from us. So I wouldn't, you know, it wouldn't be a problem, you know, working with your wife. around all day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And we had an yeah. actual private room, and we said, uh, talk to my partner. We agreed, and she ended up working with us, and that's how it started. So it wasn't a, it wasn't a beginning thing, hey, let's get a shop together. It just, same passion, yeah. and y'all was around each other, yep. and it just ended up being. Yep. Man, dope story, man, because that, that, mean, that mean a lot, man, to... I mean, you know the cliche story of like, you yeah. know, every strong man got a strong woman. Yeah. But it's different, nigga. Every entrepreneur got a fucking smart yeah. ass entrepreneur. Yeah. That's pretty it's sure it'll tell you right or wrong. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, but, so I've been to your shop plenty of times. Mm-hmm. And, um, like I said, I, I've seen the dynamic of everything. And it, it, it looked like you, you, you pick and choose. Maybe unknowingly, but mm-hmm. the people that you choose to have around in your shop because y'all y'all maneuver like a unit, mm-hmm. like a family. Mm-hmm. Like y'all down there uh, with vacation with each other at mm-hmm. some point, or yep. y'all do certain yep. things. So, why is that so important to just have a shop like in a unit of like like you? Everybody treat each other the same way. It's no judgment, mm-hmm. and that's exactly what I was speaking about earlier. I'm looking at everything as a client, and my my personal belief was. As like go as far as hiring, you know the barbers. Uh, I can't, you know, I can't speak without saying the Lord. I prayed about it, you know, and it's like everybody that came, you know, they fit perfectly. Not everybody. We had two or three people that didn't work out, and you know, hey, and when I do, when people don't work out, it's one of them things where I kind of communicate or see how everybody's feeling. That's already there. I don't just make a decision like I'm the boss. Hey, I need let me get rid of him. I kind of weigh the decisions with everybody, kind of speak to everybody one-on-one and be like, do you think they fit here? Right, right. You know, and at the end of the day, we all have to be in a comfortable situation. I want us to move like one machine because that's why, you know, when you come to the shop, a lot of people be like, who's the boss here? Who owns us? Nobody ever know. I don't ever say nothing. Do people really say that? Yes. Every, yes. (laughs) Plenty of people, not in a bad way to just, you know. No, but but still, just like. Yeah, they still say a lot of people saying it because they like, oh man, this shop is nice. Oh man, uh, yeah. I don't hear no cussing, no nothing. This, this is beautiful in here, and it's normally sometimes older people, sometimes younger people. But a lot of people are just baffled by the presentation. They're baffled by the cleanliness. They're baffled by s- simple stuff. Even you know what I'm saying? Even the attitudes, like yeah, the, the characteristic y'all put off because, yeah, because like I said, when I walked in, you know, everybody was like, you know, mindful. Some people I didn't know, mm-hmm. it was cool, and it, I, I, I think that. Uh, you owning a barbershop and the way we walk in, like owning a barbershop is a reflection of you. Yeah, yeah. And that, and for you to explain it, it, it makes total sense yeah. now. Like, if you've never been to these cuts, you gotta understand, you walk in there, it's literally a refle- reflection of him because it's like, it's the comfortability you walk yeah. in and you get into. Yeah. So, I'm, I'm appreciative of yeah. it. I just want people to understand too because, you know, it's like, it's hard to find a barber, man. And, yeah, and, and, and and I travel too, mm-hmm. and I didn't got fucked up. Dominican barbers is way more different than how niggas cut. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a yeah. whole different thing. But um, so with these cuts, like I said, you you've been in the business what over twenty years? Yeah, over point. twenty years. Yep. Where you where you where you see it going? Where you see it progressing to? 
I was uh, just talking to one of my dudes about this. I was uh, maybe thinking about, you know, opening up another location. But uh, my passion right now is just right there in the hub where we're at. Because, you know, sometimes you got to, I don't want to move too fast. Even though we've been there for a while, I don't want to move too fast. Because like I said, everybody we got in there, they fit perfectly to me. This is my own personal opinion. They fit perfectly to me. Great attitudes, great barbers. Um, everybody. And another thing I love about our shop is everybody in there, except for one barber we just received, is married. Which means we all have a common ground. Right. You know, and that makes a big difference. You know, when you got seven, eight people and they got going seven, eight different directions, that can cause a lot of conflict. But we all have that combination. We're married. We all have children. Um, and that's why I say when we when, and then also when we get, you know, our materials and things that we wear, I try to make it where everybody has the same thing. I don't want to stand out. Right. I want us to stand out as a unit. Yo, yo, you know what's crazy? Okay, so I remember, I think it was I remember a month or two ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, you bought the whole team Jordans? Yeah. Tell me why. <laughs> well, tell them, I get it, but tell the <laughs> yeah, people I mean, why, though. Hey. It, that's not, not cheap. That's a, yeah, it's not it, cheap it ain't, purchase, it ain't, man. It ain't cheap. <laughs> DCB is nothing without the, the, the whole team. I mean, you know what I'm saying? I... I I do this these things. I appreciate them first of all. That's first and foremost, uh, and that's the the least I can do. I don't mind going broke from time to time, taking care of the people that take care of me. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? So I'm not gonna, you know, come in there, you know, uh, Jordans every week, this and that, you know. And these are the people that's creating this situation for me to do that. So at the end of the day, hey, I'm gonna put, I'm gonna plant the seed back in them that they planted in me. Absolutely, man. You know what I'm saying? So that's. A- Man, bro, that's a good heart with it, man. Like yeah. I was just telling my nigga this other day, it just was like, like you know, being able to like to take and receive is a whole nother thing, mm-hmm. but being able to give back, it 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 it, it takes a lot. Yeah, it does. It, it it ain't that much, but it takes a lot just as you to be like to recognize it. Like, mm-hmm. all right, well, they put me in position, so yeah, let me yeah. help them out or whatever the little you know the little things that matter. Yeah, yeah. Um, what is advice you would tell people that is actually getting into, like, I want to cut hair? Because that sounds like, you know, why would I cut hair? Like, But it's the same way a person want to pick up a camera, mm-hmm. want to pick up a microphone, they want to pick up a, a book. Like, what would you say is the most important thing to somebody is, like, before you get into this, like, what the fuck is it? Because you learned the hard way yeah. from, from what it sounds like. Cause it seems like right now a lot of people are just cutting hair because it's you know popular. Right. You know you get you want to make sure you have a passion for it. you want to make sure you want to do it, uh, and then when you do tackle that task, stick with it. You have to be professional. That's number one. You have to be professional. A lot of people think people got time to do this and that and wait. You know a lot of times people come in bar shops and they waiting forever to get a cut. That's that's been played out. You can't do it no more. Everybody has a life. It don't matter if they you know sure. bums got a life. You know people got stuff to do. <laughs> You Bum, no bums do got a life. Though. Yeah, you'd right be surprised though. how many right people though. man getting a haircut. A haircut changes lives. Yeah, it'll change your whole personality instantly. It, easy. Yeah, and people do that. We got people that come to the barbershop sometimes twice a week, once every week. I'm amazed on people. I'm like, oh my god, you coming every week? It's like you know, and I, I don't know what the what kind of life they live. But at the end of the day, they're coming there for a reason, and I'm just glad they're choosing DCB to do it. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely, man, bro. Um, so. We covered a lot of platform. Um, man, I really thank you for getting on here to speak your business with it because I want people to like be intrigued and obviously the product placement is like 
you know, these cuts, man. Mm-hmm. Actually, real quick though. Yes, sir. Tell me about why you picked the name these cuts, or is it just out there? Is no, it, it, it wasn't it? just out there. <laughs> Actually, me and my partner I was previously talking about. We was uh, at his house on his porch. Uh, trying to come up with names before we actually opened up the barbershop. Yeah. And it was just a name. I think his son might have said something. We was like, these nuts, these, you know, just like. No, but these nuts is the. Yeah, that's where, that, it's, that's that where it stems the, from. Yeah. Because Snoop was just popular at that time, you know. <laughs> it was like, these nuts, these cuts. Like, and then just everybody on the porch just started crying, laughing. And it stuck with us. I called my mom. We got a new name for the shop. And these, it stuck ever since. These cuts. And then, we, you know, of course, we came out as these cuts. But I wanted to kind of elevate it and make it more professional and just use the acronym. Yeah, that's what that is better. Yeah, because yeah. if I Google these cuts for yeah. my son, or yeah. if that popped up, I might not take them there. Yeah, and that's that was like the <laughs> elevation of us. If you know that, yeah, the, of course, uh, of origin course. of it though, so. of course. That's when we transitioned to. We got to start getting. When we moved to the smaller space, to the bigger space. Yeah, that's when we said. I said, you know, we need to get more professional. By the Acronym way, which looks, is right next door. Yeah, right <laughs> next door. He 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 had a small space and was like, hey, we need some bigger shit. Yep. And now, you know, you got the wife in the back. Yep. She do dreads and everything, by the way, as well. She does a lot. Like I said, and she is a barber. And I mean, it's an experience, man. Yeah. I, that's why I was telling my homeboy, I'm like, bro, like, it's an experience with a lot of things that we, we have now. Like, mm-hmm. And it's a dry spot with that shit because, you know, back in the G, it was different. Yeah. Like you said, everybody think they can just pick up. One of my things that I say is, like, where you, with cameras, and niggas think that they, they can do videos. It's like, mm-hmm. bro, you can't buy clippers and call yourself a barber. Exactly. It's a whole fucking different it is. way you got to go about Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So, I appreciate you on the platform. Um, let the people know if you what you got going on or, you know, anything you want to you wanna present. Or All right, DCB in the building. Uh, if you need a cut, <laughs> come with DCB. If you don't like these cuts... You already, <laughs> you already know. Fill in the blanks. <laughs> Fill in the blanks. Yo, man, we out of here. Dreamers, welcome. I appreciate y'all tuning in. We got this. Dreamers, welcome podcast.